Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, and I'm super excited to have you here today to chat about, not just funny as I was saying that on the beginning, I feel like I always start with that. I'm always super excited, but I am. Like every time I record podcasts, I'm like, ooh, what am I sharing with them today? What am I going to talk about? Who knows what's going to come out my mouth? Now I do have some notes because otherwise I would just go on completely random tangents about all the things that I love, like the beautiful flowers I saw on my walk today, the wildflowers are in season here in Australia. Um, I'm down in Margaret River and it's just beautiful wildflower season is amazing um and what else a little surf I went on last night which I haven't been out in Gracetown I actually don't think I've surfed there ever so that was super fun um and a little bit scary especially being on a sunset and thinking a little bit about sharks um and what else has been happening in my life um my dad's up visiting me this weekend which is awesome we're gonna go and go wine tasting this afternoon which I'm really excited about um and what else I'm all settled into my new little house now see this is what happens if I just don't stick with my plan and go okay today we're chatting about xyz so today we're chatting about bloating sense of fullness poor digestion um apple cider vinegar and low stomach acid actually I can just see my heater so let me adjust that This is what happens when I don't edit. You guys get the live version of what's going on in my life. Um, anyway, as we were. So I want to chat about this topic because I think it's really, really important that you guys get um, a lot, well, I get a lot of questions around bloating, poor digestion, and that sense of fullness. And then some people ask about apple cider vinegar or low stomach acid, how that plays into things, um, and really what you should be taking to support digestion in your body. Because I feel like it's very different for everyone in regards of what is the root cause of these things but there are some real simple tips and tricks that seem to help across the board because a lot of women I work with do have low stomach acid which is causing a lot of these uh, gut issues in the first place so remembering if you are trying to get to the root cause of your digestion I always recommend functional blood testing so going to your GP and getting some blood work done um, and looking at the functional ranges as opposed to the normal ranges on top of that sometimes we layer in stool testing SIBO testing Dutch comprehensive hormone testing which I have podcast episodes on uh, just because everyone is different so the testing you may need will be different from somebody else. Some people need the full spectrum, some people don't. So we really just want to tailor the program around you and your individual needs, but at the same time have that support and have that community so that you know when you've got questions, you can get them answered. But at the same time, someone is asking the question that you are thinking. And that is the biggest thing I've learned from 
group program. So I've done a lot of um, business coaching since I started my business, uh, just working with different people and different things and as well as functional medicine type training. And I've always found that group programs have been good when they're weaved with the one-on-one support through it, just because you are getting some tailored advice, but you're also utilizing a Facebook group where you can hit the search bar and put whatever it is in there. So often it might be recipes or bloating or SIBO. And then from there, you can um, find a host, a host, host, a host of information. Well, my brain wants to say yeast, which I was like going down a candida track. Anyway, where are I? I'm on fire today. I've had a coffee. Um, Anyway, so you can get a host of information on different things that are going on. So when we're chatting about stomach acid, so what is stomach acid? So stomach acid basically is in your stomach um, and it initiates the breakdown of your food. So it initiates into absorbable, absorbable components for energy and nutrition. So it also protects us from infection by killing potential harmful microbes and spores in your food okay so we have this ph scale from 1 to 14 um, 1 being the most acidic and 14 um being the most what we would say alkaline okay so seven's neutral in the middle now stomach acid levels are too low when the ph of the stomach um, rises above four okay so we actually want to be between that one to four so on the acidic side not on that 14 side which we always used to hear this whole alkaline diet, da, da, da. No, you don't want an alkaline stomach. You want an acidic stomach, okay? If it is too alkaline, if you're not producing enough stomach acid, then we start to have these issues, which I'll chat about in a minute. But basically, when you have low stomach acid, things that cause it, protein pump inhibitors can be one, or um, drugs for acid reflux, Uh, autoimmune gastritis so when the immune system destroys acid producing cells so these parietal cells in your stomach produce acid now if you don't have those cells you're not going to produce enough acid that is autoimmune condition okay the other one, um, the other issue that can cause low stomach acid is H. pyroli, so Helicobacter pyroli infection. So this is a bacteria that colonizes in the stomach um, and makes an enzyme that neutralizes acid. Okay, so I do, I do hear people kind of talk about H. pyroli a bit. You can actually test it at your GP with a simple breath test. Um, the stool test can pick up um, residue of it as well, but I don't actually see it that much. Um, generally, when someone's got low stomach acid, there's other reasons for it. Same with autoimmune gastritis. I don't see that um, commonly in clinic. I tend to see it more from these other factors that one, um, Hashimoto's can be a cause as well because if your immune system's attacking the thyroid, we, t- we also tend to see this relationship with low stomach acid. Um, and again, because that links into the gastritis. So when we have one immune condition, we can start to see it um, populate in other areas around the body. Now, 
If you have autoimmune gastritis, we can see, I always say this wrong, um, pernicious anemia. So this is a vitamin B12 deficiency. So those parietal cells are destroyed. We tend to have low B12 because they also produce intrinsic factor which helps absorb B12, so leading to a B12 deficiency. So they're your big ones, um, your protein pump inhibitors, your autoimmune conditions, your thyroid um, or your Hashimoto's, H. pyoli, um, and then we're also seeing that, that low B12 as well. So where was I going with that? Um, the other thing is SIBO, okay, so... If you have low stomach acid, you are increased risk of a lot of different conditions, okay? So you are at increased risk of SIBO. Now, there is a link between low stomach acid and SIBO. Now, before I get into that, I'm just going to backtrack. One of the most common things of low stomach acid is uh, stress as well, okay? So if you're nutrient deficient, if you don't have the nutrients you need to produce stomach acid like zinc, you're going to have low stomach acid. So it doesn't always actually have to be a autoimmune condition or a thyroid specific condition or something really damaging or that you've been on protein pump inhibitors, okay? You can just be like someone like myself. I didn't have any of those, but I was so deficient in my Bs, in my zinc, in my magnesium, in everything from years of under-eating, over-exercising, stress, all those additional factors which were leading my body to burn through more nutrients, which was putting me at risk. Now, when we have low stomach acid, we are at increased um, risk of getting intestinal infections, okay, because these bacteria can survive um, in the upper small bowel. So this then leads to that small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So this is when you're seeing bloating, abdominal pain, nausea, sometimes constipation or loose stools, depending on what bacteria you might have in there. So it's when I've spoken about SIBO previously, I will always remind clients to remember that SIBO has a root cause. Okay. So SIBO is not your root cause. SIBO may be causing your quote-unquote IBS, but something is leading you to have SIBO. So whether that's poor stomach acid, whether that's poor digestion, whether that's stress, whether that's poor motility, whether you, you know, um, you're not digesting your foods that well or you are at um, increased risk of picking up these bacteria all the time. So it's it's different for everyone, but you need to remember that there is there is like an underlying cause for it. it might be mold. So it might be large intestine stuff and, you know, you get the gist. So when we're looking at low stomach acid, uh, ways to identify if you have low stomach acid, a couple of things. You can do um, some blood work. So we can look at different blood markers. I'm just going to use the abbreviations um, for the purpose of this podcast because, we're not all super sciencey here. So high blood markers looking for BUN, MCV, MC, MCH, MCHC, and total globulin. Um, and then low ALP, albumin, globulin, total protein, and serum iron. So if they're low, then we tend to see, um, low, well, we're seeing these correlations of low stomach acid as well. So if you've got questions on those or you've had blood work done, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. 
pop a question in my free Facebook group, Gut Health Solutions. I'm happy to copy and post these markers into there. Um, or if you're within the Root Cause program, go back through that blood work um, module that you've got in there. Get the blood testing done and send it through to me so that we've got this information on your stomach acid, okay? The other way you can identify is by asking yourself these questions. Do you constantly need a burp? Do you pass gas after meals? Do you feel over full immediately after eating? Do you often suffer from bad breath? Do you not enjoy eating meat or have you lost the desire to consume meat? Do you feel like you have difficult digesting, difficulty digesting protein? Do you use antiacids regularly? Do you find undigested food in your stools? Do you often take NSAIDs or PPIs? Do you have vertical ridges on your nails? Do you have acid reflux? Do you have dilated blood vessels in cheeks and nose? Do you have acne? Do you have known iron, B12 or zinc deficiency? Do you have known parasites? Do you have undigested food in your stool? Do you often have yeast infection? Do you have upper bloated upper belly or upper GI tract gassiness? Do you have multiple food allergies? Do you have nausea after taking supplements, itching around rectum or weak peeling or cracked fingernails? If you answered yes to a host of these questions, then I want you to think about some of those symptoms you have, that abdominal pain, that bloating, that gas, that IBS, that undigested food, reflex, reflex, reflux, heartburn, those things going on in your body, it might be worth looking at low stomach acid, okay? So you can do the at-home baking soda test challenge. So just give that a quick Google so you can do that at home. That's really easy. Think about those questions, rewind, have a re-listen to them because if I repeat them again, um, it just seems pointless. (laughs) (laughs) anyway have a re-listen to them um think about those blood markers post to my free facebook group and ask about those blood markers now solutions for low stomach acid if you're going yes sheridan this sounds like me i've done the baking soda test challenge um it seems like i've got low stomach acid my blood markers align with that Things you can try. So ginger soaked in apple cider vinegar and lemon juice overnight can be really good. And then just eat that pickled ginger before meals. Um, That can be super supportive. The only thing with the apple cider vinegar, because some people also like to have a little bit before a meal because they feel like it helps digestion as well, which it definitely can be supportive. But I would do the apple cider vinegar test before you take apple cider vinegar or before you take HCL, okay? So HCL is something you can commonly buy um, in a tablet form, uh, which is basically the um, acid component in a sense to help you break down the food, okay? So before you do that, you just want to um, swallow a small amount of apple cider vinegar and see if there's any burning or pain. If there's burning or pain when you swallow it, usually there's potentially damage to the mucosa, okay? So 
if there's pain, then you want to support your body's own production of HCL, which is where something like um, gentinin root, so G-E-N-T-A-I-N, gentin, gentin root, and um, your digestive bitters and things can be really helpful. Aberagas is a really common one as well because they're just going to help your body produce its own digestive um, juices. Now, if there's no issues with histamines or with apple cider vinegar, then you can give some um, extra sort of support like HCL, okay, because I know that eventually we want the body to produce its own HCL, but this can take time depending on the damage in the gut, depending on the damage to the cells, depending on nutrient deficiency, depending on your stress, depending on your autoimmune conditions. So adding in HCL can be really um, supportive. But like I said, just test a little bit of apple cider vinegar first just to make sure that we're not damaging mucosa. Because also if you have something like H. paoli, then HCL is co um, co contraindicated, um, which means you don't want to be taking it, okay? So, yeah, if you're taking apple cider vinegar because it's high in histamines um, or if there's gastritis issues, then it can cause that burning or loose stools, so then I do not recommend it. Other things you can do is zinc-rich foods because we want to get that zinc up, remember? So things like your oysters, your hemp, your beef, your lamb, your your clams, those kind of things are really, really rich in zinc and bioavailable as well. Um, Other ways to support your body, chew at your meals and eat consciously, okay? So be grounded when you're eating. This is really, really important to allow your body to go, hey, I'm in this rest and digest state. I will break down my food properly. Vagus nerve stimulation can be really, really good. So humming before meals can be really helpful. Uh, reducing your stress. So make sure your heart rate's lowered. Um, I like to say below 70 is a good range to ensure that you're in that rest and digest state. You're not racing around. Eat outside when you can, okay? Natural sunlight, being in nature is very, very healing. Reduce your protein intake short term, okay? Because protein is harder to break down. So the other thing that can be really helpful around these eating cooked um, vegetables as well. So protein can be hard to break down and raw veggies can be hard to break down. So ensure you, you know, you are still having some protein, but don't overdo it and go for cooked versus raw vegetables. Try to avoid liquids with meals um, because this can dilute those gastric juices. And then things like ginger, turmeric and half a lemon juice shots can be really helpful as well um, in supporting your body and breaking down those foods. Also, pineapple and papaya are really great um, with their natural sort of enzyme components. For supplement-wise, like I said, the digestive bitters are really good. Um, Digestive enzymes can be really helpful, possibly your peps and HCL, depending on what is going on with your gut and speak to your health practitioner before you start taking any of these things. Or if you're in the root cause program, post and ask me. Uh, If you're in my free Facebook group, Gut Health Solutions, pop in there and I'll point you in the direction of um, some things that I like. The other things that can be helpful is your zinc carnosine. Um, Peppermint can be really helpful. B12 can be really helpful, especially like we said, if you had that damage in your gut and you are deficient in B12 and you're not producing that intrinsic factor, um, that can be impacting your ability to absorb B12. Um, 
And yeah, think about your zinc status to get a proper functional blood work test done, uh, your B12 status, and also your SIBO aspect. You could assess that and could also assess H pylori, pylori as well. Wow, my um, pronunciation today is horrible. So think about those things if you're going, okay, well, sort of where do I start? So like I said, the absorption of B12 is a big one. Those parietal cells need to produce that intrinsic factor which is essential for that absorption of B12 because we don't want to be deficient in B12. Foods that are nice and rich in B12 are things like your beef liver, and I do really, really encourage people to eat beef liver. Uh, capsules are good. Um, cooked is better or raw. Some people like it raw. Uh, there's different ways to eat beef liver, but I have just posted in my free Facebook group a video on beef liver as well, so that can be helpful for a lot of you guys. So there's a lot of content in today's short episode, but I hope it was helpful. Uh, jump over, leave a review, please. I really, really appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram at Sheridan underscore functional nutrition. Send me a DM on your questions on this stuff. Join my private Facebook group. The link's in the show notes. Um, and any questions, please reach out. I love hearing from you and have a wonderful, wonderful week or weekend if it's a Friday like it is for me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking. Let's get women talking.